Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. We define small businesses as any business in any industry that has from 1 to 25 employees. Along the way, we're going to give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting or you're established. I'm here today with my partner, longtime partner, longtime business partner. I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with Adam Sunhalter. Adam, how are you doing today, bud? Doing fantastic, Jack. Very blessed today, which is always a good thing. And yeah, I had a bunch of people commenting last week on my LinkedIn profile, wishing me happy anniversary. Uh-oh. Uh, so we're in our 15th year here. So it was back in 2003 when I, <laughs> when I joined up with you here. So we're, in, we're, on, we're on to our 15th year here. So oh, it's, God. It seems like only yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah, how long is that? I don't know. Is that long? It seems years. like a long time. seems like it. Doesn't but it? Your point, it, it, it doesn't doesn't drag on like most good relationships it kind of goes by quickly so most people aren't married that long anymore today that's, that's right. good yeah so there must be some lure there that, that's right uh, so we're off to we're going. off to a good start so <clears throat> one of the newer things though is the show the show is about a year old now we've been doing dirty secrets of small business here for about a year and continue to evolve it and have a lot of fun with it you know as you said it's a big part of what we like to do here and we really enjoy ourselves here and in, like sharing a lot of the stories we've had over the over our time together and even our time before we were together in terms of helping owners of those small companies with what's going on in their world. All their how questions we'd like to kind of talk about it. And uh, we have a lot of how questions that we'd like to be able to discuss as part of the show. And we usually will focus on one or two during the course of the show, but we always love to invite you as the listeners to participate in the show. If you have how questions of your own, we'd love to be able to answer those for you. And Chances are Jack and I have been through it either personally ourselves or with one of the hundreds of clients that we've coached over the years. And so if you'd like to be part of the show, we invite you to call in. You can get us here in the studio. We're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. And the number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. If you prefer to use email as opposed to calling us in, you can do that as well. Our email address is radio at MaximumVP.com, or you can check us out on the web at MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W, and there's a little form there you can submit, and we can get those questions out there for you. So uh, it's almost kind of like stump the coaches here in terms of what we do, and you know, there's, there's rarely things that come up that, that again, like, we, like I said before, we haven't personally been involved with or helped one of our hundreds of clients over the years kind of go through. So Yeah, remember Stump the Coaches? We would uh, have that little game where someone would uh, call in or submit a, a question about their small business. I don't think we ever got stumped. No, I, but I do recall the little, well, I guess you'd call it a meme these days, but little, that little guy with the, with the red hair that you, that you like so much was kind of a... <laughs> Always brought a smile to your face. Yeah, no, bring a smile to your face that joke. way, Jack. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So a lot of things kind of going through my head. And, you know, I was watching over the weekend this this movie called Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if you ever heard of that movie or Only saw that movie. Only in the promos. So that's with the uh, guy who uh, wouldn't pick up a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, what usually happens is whenever the Oscars come out, you know, Shannon will dutifully go on to, to, to the library website and, and request all the movies that were you know, nominated for Best Picture, right? So this is one of the ones that was nominated for it. And a very interesting true story about a, a guy in World War II. A couple things that, that jumped out at me. One is just how different things are today. We were discussing this a, a little bit during our planning session last week, Jack, in terms of That's right. how things were back in the 40s. And here you have a, a world war going on. And at that time, you had... Some of the best-known people, you know, or best-known athletes, you know, the, the the Ted Williams and the Bob Fellers of the world from from the baseball world that were stopping what they were doing, 
and signing up to go to war for a couple of years. A couple of years at the top of their game, totally, and leaving that game to go fight, you know? Right. Wow. Could you imagine that today? That's, that's what we were saying. Could you imagine that today? I can't imagine it. It's, it's so rare. It's such a rare feeling. Yeah, and so for this movie, they had, they had a guy who was a who was a, a self-declared pacifist, who was kind of some things that happened in his childhood, and yet he was signing up to go to war, and he wanted to go there as a medic, you know. And and we all have an, an idea of what medics look like. I guess I, I'm guessing most of our ideas might be from something like like the show Mash, okay? Where you, you know, those are the folks that are, that are there once people come off the front lines, you know, where they're they're being bandaged up and have some surgery done, that kind of stuff. But this guy was on the front lines. It was a very intense movie. People mentioned when, when we said we were going to watch it, hey, it's a pretty, pretty gory movie. Um, but what happened was, you know, he, he went in and you, know, you had the basic training. One of the first you know, big deals with basic training is, hey, you, you get your Army-issued rifle, whatever the, the, the rifle's going to be, right? And they all dutifully go over and they grab the rifle off the, off the, uh, the, the, the rack there. And the, the sergeant turns and lo and behold, there's one, there's one rifle <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Hey, what's the matter? You know, is, you know, this doesn't you know, d- doesn't suit you. You know what's going on? I said, no, you know, I, I'm not going to touch a rifle. And so, uh, you know, he, it shows kind of some of the challenges he had early on uh, with a couple of things. People, people kind of misjudging or, or thinking he was just kind of, you know, playing around a little bit or you know, didn't really believe it. So, you know, he got severely beaten by some of his 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 bunk mates because you yeah, know, the he, conformity he, he, yeah. is all part of the psychology with yeah. food camp. So it started with started with his you know his fellow privates, then it went to you know the the sergeant, then to the, you know, how all, all the military commands work, but then as you know his commanding officer, and to the point where he's going to be court-martialed because of this. And then there, there wanted being there was an act of Congress. So, you know, Congress had passed the act. Said, hey, you can't you know assuming that that this soldier passes everything else, they're allowed to be part of it. So I said, hey, you know what? If you want to be that crazy and go on the you know front lines of the battlefield without a weapon, you know God bless you. You know, go ahead, man. It's it's up to you. And you know, kind of what, you know what he'd gone through. But it, it got me thinking about you know he 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 believed so so much in his his beliefs and his values and his faith to be able to do this. And people are picking on me. He had a little Bible that his fiance had given him, and so I was, you know they're taking it and playing with it and trying to almost kind of play keep away with it and. You know, trying to egg him on. You know, he come on, just you know, but he give me a punch right here. You know, I'll, I'll give you one free shot here, and he just, you know, he wouldn't do it. And you know, he really stood by his beliefs, and he could go through some of the struggles that he had with it. And he had sat down with his dad before he'd gone. So yeah, it's going to be tough, right? But he, even he had probably no idea how tough it was going to be. And so, kind of thinking about, you know, we, we, we've had a number of folks over the years that that, that we've had as part, you know, whether it be clients we've come across in business that are very, uh, very devoted to their faith. And how do you? How do you incorporate that as part of your business life? And do you? And it, it, you know, for us, it hasn't been as prominent over the years. But it's always funny. You know, one of the first things that that, that you'll do is you'll point out to people when we're first meeting them is our our similarities but differences in terms of our high school backgrounds, right? The fact that you went to St. Ed's and I went to St. Ignatius. But That's so right, right so right there, we're putting the trap right. <laughs> so so yeah, we're always you know from from day one here we are putting that out there. And so people will will make a judgment based upon that, or or, or assume certain things, or you know whether it be good, good or bad. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. But we try to underplay it a little bit, you know. But we've had a number of clients over the years that have really, you know, kind of put it out there. And it's, you know, to me it seems like that there's a, I don't know if it's a, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but you know people often won't lead with that, or if people do lead with their faith, often it's it's almost like they're TV evangelists. People will kind of push them away a little or, or be very 
suspect of them? Because I think most people have had a bad experience with somebody doing that, where they say, hey, if you're leading with that, chances are you're doing it to deflect something else or cover something else up. Well, it's such a personal thing. That's why the, the, the cliche, never talk about politics or religion. You know, it, uh, it, it it's so personalized and it, it, it is so subjective that it, it usually results in negative comments and feelings because you don't believe in the same kind of things that somebody else does. So you have to have a pretty open, intelligent uh, mind to sort of engage somebody. You know, remember our two rabbi friends oh, yeah. that uh, uh, we, we had as clients for a couple of years, and the sidebar comments were a lot of fun and informative. There's no question about it. There was no real ill feelings to it because of, you know, the four of us, we, we got along well and, and uh, you know, I certainly don't believe in the Jewish faith in, in terms of a, uh, a faith for me, but I, I certainly uh, was educated and learned quite a bit that, that could apply to many things by talking to them and vice versa. It was good. It oh, yeah. was <coughs> I remember that tremendously. I mean, it was a point in my life, this is probably going back six, seven years ago for us. Or I was, you know, kind of started or was kind of starting on a faith journey back to the faith at that point. But as I was looking at them, to your point, it, it wasn't it wasn't my belief or my faith, but as I'm listening to them describe what they're doing and how they they committed to it. You know, again, everything from um, how they, they live their, their personal life in terms of their routine and regiments, in terms of what time they, they, they'd get up and how they were doing their prayers, but also from a business standpoint. And there were certain days that, that they were taking off, they're, 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 do, they're doing things a certain way, that they, they were fully committed to it. And it got me to ask him, much like I was you know, asking myself or thinking about the, you know, this weekend watching Hackslaw Ridge, and you know, how much do you believe it? And to be able to kind of put it out there, to your point, it isn't from the standpoint of what I'll call being an evangelist from the standpoint of trying to convert somebody, per se, but just being comfortable sharing your beliefs. And if we're not allowed to talk about stuff, you know, to your point, people are often encouraged, and I think everybody listening here has probably heard that, hey, you shouldn't talk about politics or religion. Well, that's, that's kind of crazy, and if we can't t- talk about it, how well, do you know what you believe, that's right? that's true of the whole political correctness uh, movement here, that you can't talk about certain things, say certain words. That's what's crazy, and that just uh, pisses me off. It's pissed me off for a long time and continues to. It's a cancer on society, as far as I'm concerned. And you should be able to talk about anything. Why not? Why should it get inflamed to the point of hatred and, and violence? shouldn't. Right. Yeah, there's, uh, to me, uh, it often comes up, and, and we see it with people. I, th- I think what happens is uh, I think a lot of the folks have a lot of those beliefs, and, again, they're, they're, they're kind of covered up. They certainly aren't leading with them, but, you know, part of what, uh, the, the beauty of what we do, Jack, is we get to know people, people pretty well. And so as we kind of continue to peel back the, those layers, things will often come up and will often surprise us. And we had, you know, had one of those just recently with the client of ours. I'll kind of get into it here after the break for, you know, but it's, it's always fun to kind of hear about that and see what they've done with it. So, all right, stick around. When we come back, we'll have a little bit more discussion here on this and probably some other how topics as well. Uh, I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we help small business owners get unstuck from the state of how. All those how questions that you have in your business, fire them to us. I'm going to guess. No, I'm not going to guess. I'd be willing to bet that we could frame those so that you could solve those problems quite easy. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. 
Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. All those thousands of how questions, certainly 10, 10 each day easily, we can help you. You know, those how questions, how do I get, make a profit plan? How do I negotiate? Can I negotiate this, this contract? How do I find good people? That's what we do. We help owners of small businesses decide, uh, not decide, but yeah, we help them decide, too. Sure. <laughs> but if they're 1 to 25, that's our sweet spot. 1 to 25 employees, that's what we like. I help them take those next steps off, and uh, you know, they, they have an idea maybe what they want to do, but they aren't quite sure how, how to go about doing it. And so how do I take that next step is always, always helpful, especially when you're stuck. At least get you moving in the right direction. The last thing you want to do is get stuck going the wrong direction, and you move and you're deeper in. So you go from being ankle deep to knee deep or to waist deep, right? You don't want to be doing that when you're stuck. That's right. It's like quicksand. That's right. So in our last segment, we were chatting a little bit about how do you start to incorporate something like faith into your business, and, and do you have some experience with doing that? And we are sharing a couple of experiences that we've had with uh, clients of ours and our own personal experiences here. And if you've had a chance to talk about something like that or, or struggle with that, we'd love to hear your story. You can give us a call here in the studio at 440-946-9468. You can also shoot us an email at radio at maximumvp.com or go to our website, maximumvp.com forward slash how, H-O-W. So as I was mentioning when we come out coming to the break, Jack, that, you know, I had a client recently that kind of this came up with as well, and the client told me that he was, he was going on a fast. I said, okay, well, what do you mean you're going on a fast? Yeah, it came out of nowhere, yeah. you know, just uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the guy's a, a marathon, half marathon runner, very... Highly conditioned, highly disciplined guy. So it wasn't a shock, but it was a surprise. Right. Because, you know, we never talked any anything faith-based with him, really. Yeah, so I started digging a little bit. So what, 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 what kind of fast are you talking about? So, well, you know, for, for a week. So, okay, so all I do is drink water. Wow. For a week. <laughs> so, holy cow, okay. And I said, well, this is your first time doing it. He said, no, I've done it every year. This will be my 20th year uh, ab- year absolutely this, right? amazing to to so. think of that you know to to do that now that i mean that's that's quite an accomplishment as far as i'm concerned oh yeah so we had lots of discussions i said look i said i, I guarantee most people and probably most of you listening here have never fasted like that even for 24 hours for one day let alone for seven days and he said yeah he said, you know the, the the human body can go three days with nothing but you need water after that you know, it, you know water is really the key you know he said for him, the, the third day is, is usually the toughest. And once he gets through that third day, you know, he can, he can do okay. I mean, but the physical and mental demands on that, you know, to get into the zones necessary to see that through, absolutely amazing, very impressive. Yeah. But, to, you know, to your point, Jack, it didn't, didn't surprise us. It wasn't like, you know, I couldn't see this guy doing it. I could absolutely see him doing it. I just didn't think about it because the topic had never come up. And this is a guy that we've known now for well over a year. Mm-hmm. And that's often what happens. Again, there's often these tremendous layers that are there. As we start to kind of chisel away, things kind of come up, and our natural tendency is to is to be very curious and to ask questions and kind of, I guess, pry a little bit. And people will usually open up and talk about it. The, the question is, they, I think people want to know. To your point, Jack, people want to know that something's safe to talk about, because in many many different companies, you, you you start bringing things up and you get squashed or you get kind of pushed aside or, you know, again, you're just not as bad as uh, I saw in the movie with, with, with Hacksaw Ridge where they're literally beating the, beating the snot out of the guy, right? But, uh, you know, you may get that a little bit. You know, today's day and age, it'll just be more <laughs> mental, right? 
or <clears throat> you know thinking back at them you know in our 15 years of small business coaching we have met many many individual owners uh you know family members through this and there's probably nothing <laughs> i can imagine that we haven't talked about i mean uh, every conceivable subject from sex to religion to politics to you know it, it, it always gets on the radar somewhere along the line it's amazing that's why we like this business so much it's a lot of fun and and uh, the, the kind of stories and jokes and camaraderie that that's often built up uh, you know not only makes it worthwhile but again it's fun it's fun and it's educational right you know uh, to, to meet good people like this and be able to talk about such a wide range of subjects and not get mad at each other. I can't, I can't recall in 15 years somebody getting mad on the no. subjects we talked about. No, usually because, again, it's usually it, it gets brought up, and it's done in a way that's comfortable enough. And I guess, I guess we're trained professionals, huh, Jack? Is that part of what it I is? I think that's a good, good way to put it, trained professionals. <laughs> we're, we're, we're used to asking questions and probing in ways and uh, um, Bring the Kleenex box, the it. Kleenex box, <laughs> another thing. We've got a lot of outpouring of tears, both men and women. So it... Uh, that's how you know you've had a good day, right? You've laughed, you've <laughs> cried, you've, you know, you, you, you know, that's part of that's part of a good day. Uh, as you have to think and read, that's always that's always a good part of it. So again, uh, I think it's more a part of people's lives than people want to think about. And it's just, so how do you bring it up? And you know, for me personally, it was always a struggle. It's, it's still a struggle. And you know, I always try to be open to it, just kind of you know whatever's out there to, to be open to it, but also to you know, almost if you're kind of th- if you're feeling it, just kind of say it. And people usually will be receptive to it if it comes from the right place. Because they're usually receiving it or thinking about it anyway. Yeah, that's why they will receive it. Right. But the idea, if you had told me 10 years ago I'd be telling a client I'd be praying for him, I, you know, I thought you were nuts, you know, but it's kind of, I've done that a lot over the last several years for folks, and usually it's very, very well received. Like I thought, they almost kind of get, they kind of sit back in their chair, like, oh, well, yeah, thanks, you know, that's, well, that's I, it, it seems that. like more people are moving away from that rather than to it. Well, even that's hard to say. But it's it's just not often talked about. Again, people avoid politics and religion. It's crazy. They, they, they're, they're so dominant in our life, and yet they aren't talked about by most people. They, they refuse to. It's like people who go home and say they don't want to talk about work. I've never been able to find that switch. I, I've Honestly, Adam, I've been searching for years how to find that switch when I leave my business environment for the day to switch it off then switch it on the next morning. I don't know how to do that. I think any any small business owner would agree 100%. They can't find that switch either. They're they're you know they wake up at three in the morning. They're taking their shower. They're driving. They're going about their business. They're out with with friends. They're doing stuff with their kids. All of a sudden, business ideas hit them. How do you switch that? How right. do you? Uh oh, it's Saturday. I can't I can't talk about that. You're right. You can't be one one way. One time in, in, in some way different. I guess you can, but you got to fake it. It's not. It's not genuine. That's right. right. That's right. It's okay. one of those things that, again, people don't want to engage it. Why? Because somebody said, "Hey, we can't talk about business today." All right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, so they don't talk about it, but they're thinking it. So I'll find somebody else. I'll find some other outlet for it to be able to make it happen. That's where we get a lot of those emails from folks, Jack. Right? Because yeah. they're they're, they're right. a family thing. They they're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> you see, you see a lot of companies that, that are not a lot. There's, there's enough out there that are kind of based on different faith things. I mean, I'm sure most people listening have been to a Chick Fil A, 
And um, if you're like me, usually you, you have a craving for Chick-fil-A on Sunday, then you go there and realize it's closed on Sunday, right? Because they're, 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 they've been closed since day one for 15 years. Yeah, I didn't years. know that. See, I learned something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 they've been closed on Sunday since, since I think they started 50, 55 years ago, something like that, but that's always been the case for them. They want to make sure that they have Sundays off. And uh, if you look at any different stats or, or read stuff, they're, they're known as one of the best companies to work for. They're doing very, very well. Um, and it's kind of fun. I remember reading this uh, article about it. Whenever they open a new store, people will literally like camp out for it, and the founder will show up. He'll be there. Or the, the, the president is there. He'll show up on you know on site for for the opening of each of the stores. People literally will camp out for for a day or two. It's almost like kind of, kind of like the Black Friday. So people are, are so excited about that new store opening up to get their Chick Fil A <laughs> that they're camping out for. Jack, I know you can't fathom yourself doing that someday, but people people are. Very passionate about no, it. I can't <laughs> unless I was driving by from uh, the night before or something. <laughs> hey, right? look at those people. What are they, what's going on over there, right? <clears throat> so, but it, you know, it certainly can be done, and it, it doesn't have to be in a way that's uh, overbearing. But to kind of put it out there, I think most people, you know, to your point, a lot of people, people are, are attracted to it. Some people might be repelled. But that's okay. That's part of having. I don't know if they're repelled as much as as uh, it just becomes uncomfortable because they they don't have experience in talking about it. Oh, wait. We'll, we'll finish or we'll continue this discussion on the other side. we got up against a break here, Jack. So stay tuned to, to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. Uh, the subject we're talking about, you know, and if you have any how questions you want to sneak in, you can do that in the last couple segments here. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. We're business coaches, and if you've been listening for a while, you know that we can probably help any small business owner define from 1 to 25 employees in any industry with their how questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? We're the best people around to talk to about that because we can help frame and solve their problems. Yes, we can. We've been there and done that, as they say, Jack, and we've, we, we've, heard, of, we've heard it all. We've helped with, with about everything you, you can think about. And it's often comforting for, for people to know that because it's often a, the first time for them. And when you have a first-time challenge, some can be, or opportunity even, they can, be, can seem like a, a mountain to you. You know, I sort of kind of climb that mountain. And after usually a relatively short discussion with us, also that mountain becomes very, very scalable. Very and much so. Uh, yeah, we've had some some very, very uh, uh, tear-jerking success stories. They, they've been so successful. And it really comes from answering a series of how questions and introducing them to the perils of business that aren't as daunting as they might seem. Uh, we have yet to, to jerk tears out of Jack's eyes during these meetings, but... I don't know. Time, time getting might close. Happen, getting right? close. Think it comes with age. <laughs> <laughs> a little <laughs> more mellow. <laughs> clients complain about that in terms of, uh, especially with the family business, right? And you've got uh, one who's got his dad working with him now, and his dad's about as tough as they come, right? And he'll share story, stories <laughs> about his dad. He'll be watching a movie, something else happened, and he kind of catches his dad, you know, kind of tears coming down his eyes. What? What are you doing over there? Hey, come on, I you're crying, watching, are you? Right? Yeah, I got a cold. Right, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of, we kind of shuffle, you know, kind of push it off a little bit, right? And that's uh, <laughs> no, those, those other uncomfortable things that the people don't want you to talk about, right? It's it's okay to cry. <laughs> you know, there's no crying in 
business. Well, there, there, it happens. Be tears of joy. Tears of joy. Those are the ones we like the best. But we get them all. We get them all. There, people are overwhelmed and relieved, and and they they carry those to the extremes on either side, and just bursting those bubbles kind of create tears in many times. Well, as we're talking about that, here's a here's a hot question for you, Jack. How do you how do you not take it personally? You've heard that phrase, hey, Jack. It's not personal. It's just business. I do. I, I think everybody does. It's just a matter of how long do you hold it. <laughs> <laughs> My case is I don't hold it too long, but I do take it personally. Yeah. But some people, uh, as we know through our analytical uh, behavior programs that we use, some people hold it for a long time, maybe forever. They don't let go. Two, three years after what is seemingly a meaningless event happens, it, it comes out in a tirade. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> it, it's interesting how taking it personal really does take it personal well so maybe the the, the way to it's like frame. it's like watching if you ever watched cops somebody uh, running <laughs> from the cops getting handcuffed you know six policemen are on Jack. top of them i can't hear you the songs in my head and, and bad boys uh, bad boy that's, that's all that's all <laughs> this guy's <laughs> getting rolled to the ground uh, a 400 pound guy with his knee on his head and they're all saying relax, relax now, how's right. he gonna relax <laughs> that's <laughs> the most relaxing position you could be in right <laughs> Well, maybe maybe the question isn't uh, about not how to not take it personally, but maybe how to digest it. Yeah. Because again, it's going to be personally. So you're getting that feedback. So okay, here you are ingesting it. Okay, now what do you do with it, right? Some things I think you immediately spit back out. Okay, hey, this is not not for me. And other things you might chew on for a little bit, and then spit it out, or maybe you swallow and digest it a little bit. Then what, you know, kind of what happens to it. So if it's good stuff for you. It helps to build up those muscles and everything else. It's good. If it's not so good for you, it's the exit sign, right? That's, that's <laughs> so right. Maybe it's, maybe it's a matter of kind of perspective in terms of that too. Or you know, somebody saying it, saying that to me, that's that's just not a. It's not a, the way to think about stuff. Everything can be taken because again, especially in small business, it's a personal thing. You know, when you're when you're part of a bigger company or a bigger organization or institution, you can feel like a number. It's rare that when you're part of a small company, you feel like a number. It's it's always very personal. In fact, sometimes it's almost too personal. And but those attacks kind of come in, or those, those feedback comes in. How do you how do you digest it? Because you got to take it in. But how do you choose whether to, well, to digest you know, or, quite, to, or to kind of ignore it? Quite often, it's it's a case of uh, communication. That great word, communication. I don't think intent is usually what is done when somebody let's say, upset somebody else. They don't intentionally do it. They either carry it quick without thinking, you know, on the wave of an emotion, or they say something and they say it the wrong way. And uh, the, the, the words they use and they, the way it's presented is not correct. And somebody will do that, and you often you hear, well, geez, I didn't mean it, or I didn't mean it that way. And I think that's very true. But somebody wants to, they're, they're ready to hear something bad, and by God, they're going to hear it, and that's it. You can't you can't yeah, that recover train, from that. That train left the station. You try to, yeah, once you get to that point, or hey, that's not how I meant it. It's almost like, okay. Too bad, too late. <laughs> you try to, yeah, you try to, <laughs> try to minimize the damage back. at that point, right? Yeah. Because yeah, they've heard something, and well, that's where, you know, the idea of, you know, I was joking earlier about us being trained professionals here, but that's true in terms of how, how do you actively listen, and how do you, how do you dig into something to kind of make sure we're on the same page. Well, it helps yeah. that there's two on one, two of us all the time in our coaching relationship. So 
we can, you know, usually if, if one of us is going off down a different road, the other one will correct and vice versa. And so we'll, we'll, hear, we'll hear things differently sometimes. Sure. More often than not, we, we're pretty good listeners. That trained professional thing, that uh, makes a big difference. Most people don't listen too well. <laughs> I can't wait to talk. So. I guess we should start introducing ourselves that way, Jack. Trained professional. I'm, I'm a trained professional. <laughs> <laughs> how they, they not ask about that, right? <laughs> okay, what are you, uh, what what you trained in to be professional about? <laughs> What's your question? I'll, I'll wow you with my question or my answer. Right. Right. <laughs> so those, yeah, those are, yeah, those happen a lot, and yeah, I think your point's well taken, Jack. It's how people will communicate stuff. But I think that's part of your knowledge is, is knowing that people, again, as they're saying stuff, even if I don't like how you're saying it or how you're communicating it with me, I gotta maybe ignore that part of it and really listen to what you're trying to tell me or to, to read it or wherever, however that communication's coming across to try to ignore the how it's being communicated. And really focus more on the what that's being communicated. So to get off the how for a second, because the how is important to understand that what you may not like about it is how it's presented to you. Hey, it's too it's too soft and slow and and, and too much detail versus hey, it's so quick and harsh and you know you know couldn't they soften that a bit? So you focus also not on the wrong the wrong thing that that message has not been delivered. That's right? correct. Well, you're good at picking that out when somebody doesn't uh, uh, they they aren't paying attention. They aren't they aren't listening. They're too caught up in the style that they don't like and find a little repulsive. Um, so wait, you aren't you aren't listening. You aren't listening to what's being said to you because their style's in the way, and that causes a lot of issues, which we can help point out depending well, on the circumstances. Well, they're often listening, but they aren't hearing. I'm having flashbacks to <laughs> okay. White Men Can't Jump. You ever see that movie with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes? As yeah. All right. So you know, you might be. Listening to Jimi Hendrix, but you can't hear Jimi Hendrix. Like, what are you? T- he's like, what are you talking about? Okay, well, I'm listening to you. I'm, not, I'm still not quite hearing you. I'm not quite hearing it with the way I, I should be hearing it. So, that was actually the the, the discovery of, of one of our seven keys back in the day, Jack. The seven, seven key. keys. Yeah. yeah. So our seventh key of presenting. Mm-hmm. Right, we discovered that early on, where we'd spend a lot of time. This came around when we were dealing with financial information with with clients of ours. We were making the the same mistake that that, that most CPAs make. And we have our clients bring their numbers, and, and, and Jack, you and I would wow people with our knowledge of how to go through and analyze and slice and dice a, a P&L or a balance sheet and, and present it, and we get a gold star. And they'd, the, the clients would dutifully smile and nod. I had no idea what we just said. And That's we're, right. we're, we're six months or a year or two years in, and we give it to them and say, okay, we're going to cross our arms, and we're going to sit back, and we're going to listen. Okay, Jack, tell me what you see here, right? <laughs> and it's like the game show with the... Uh, uh, uh. Okay, well, sorry, uh, wrong comes, answer. Comes right? back to that tear stuff. <laughs> they're trying real hard. They're they're holding their breath and squeezing real hard, trying to get it out. <laughs> Nothing comes out. So, they don't know what a financial statement is. I mean, they they really don't. All right, so, so that, often. Well, let's say that uh, I was back in the day when we used to have hair. So Jack and I were pulling our hair out when that stuff was happening. I say, wait a minute, we we talked about this seventeen times in the last two years, and you, what do you mean you don't get it? You can't not get it. We've <laughs> talked about this, right? Okay, well, now we had to pull back and say, wait a minute. What are we doing wrong here? And let's have them present it. And that's always a good way to kind of do it. I've also said, if I don't think you're quite getting it, well, tell me, tell me what you just heard, Jack. That's the best way to go, you know, to, to have, have uh, that's what we do with our clients, have them play back 
in some form what we just talked about for the last hour or so when we're, you know, dealing with them. And if they can't present it, stop and think about it. If you can't explain it, you know, you, you haven't learned it. So that's good for us to know and for you to know. So just to, just to go through the motions doesn't do anybody any good. Got to keep progressing. Well, beware of deflection techniques. Oh, hey, yes. hey, I got it, Jack. I got it. Uh, 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 great. Why don't you <laughs> humor me? Humor me. Just kind of you know, give me give me a two minute summation here as far as what you. Uh, a lot of a lot about, of deflection right? techniques. They don't need to role play or practice. You know, I, I got it. Well, why don't we just do it one more time? Let's just see if you got it. Yeah, right. let's see if you, and we can advance the role playing up from there a little bit. Right. So they don't see. get it. They don't have it. Right. Yeah. So presenting is a very very key tool from a communication standpoint. And again, in terms of if you're th- maybe if you're sensing somebody, we, it was coming up a discussion how not to take things personally. If you're sensing somebody's taking things the wrong way, maybe they didn't quite hear the message you wanted to, to, to deliver. You have to ask them to kind of play it back. Hey, you told me I was a total jerk. Well, that's not what I told you, but that was a tone that you heard that's you say. That's what you heard. Right, okay, and you so. interpreted it, ran it through your little, uh, what do they call those things when, with, when you're doing a program? Let's compiler. compiler. That's what your compiler. Compiler. Yeah, that's, that's a right. big deal. Well, stick around. We'll, we'll come back here for our last segment <laughs> of the show here. Stick around. We'll talk more about compilers and other high-tech stuff Jack will be going through here. All right. I'm Adam Sonalter. <laughs> I'm Jack Mancini. High-tech stuff. Me. Boy, that's good. I'm, I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions that you have in your small business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we help small business owners, or better yet, owners of small businesses, get unstuck from a state of how. That's right. We were joking earlier that we're small business coaches. I said, that's right. We're little guys, right? We're we're, we're the ones who are under four feet tall. That's uh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe in a different world. People will be surprised. You sound much smaller on radio or maybe much bigger on radio. I don't know. Whichever one it might be. Yeah. How do you sound bigger or smaller? Well, you do, I guess. Low voice. High voice. (laughs) (laughs) Start to experiment, Jack. That's good. All right. Well, we were ch- chatting today a little bit about uh, a couple different how topics. One was how to kind of share your faith or, or incorporate your faith into your business. Another one was how do you not take things personally and kind of r- morphed into communication discussions, which is a combination of, of things that, uh, that we discuss quite often with our clients and, and, and they wrestle with because they're dealing with people. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in business for yourself, uh, you, if you own a company, you're in the people business. No matter what kind of business no you matter are. What, yeah, no, no matter what you do in terms of produce or a service you provide, definitely people business all the way. So it could be for your employees, your vendors, your customers. You know, people often say, how many times, how many times have people told us, Jack, gee, you know, business would be great if it wasn't for all these customers, right? <laughs> or if it wasn't for all the employees or, you know, you know insert... You know, specified people group in here. Right? I just want to have blank. I just want to have cash flow and come and go as I please. <laughs> right. That, <laughs> right. It's, it should be that simple. You have that, that that printing press or that 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 money tree you can find to kind of go out there and grab it right off there and make it make it start to happen. Well, people in your business can be awful annoying sometimes. So, well, you as the owner have options. 
if you're working for a company, you don't have the same options. But right. the owner of a business got to deal with those people problems. Well, because of that, it can get very emotional at times. Very emotional. And depending on what's kind of going on, because usually what happens, you know, believe it or not, you know, if you work for, for a small company, now believe it or not, uh, most of the time when the owner is talking, it's usually not just off the cuff. They've often spent time kind of trying to prepare a message or you know, what they're going to talk about that they, they've tried to get ready for. They've, they've thought about it. But it can often come across as if it's top of mind and they're just kind of free-flowing, so to speak, you know? <laughs> um, keep in mind, and, and trust us when we tell you that the intent is more to, again, to be more well thought out and kind of present stuff. Usually they fall short when they're presenting the ideas. and. There's a communication gap. Why is that? Gap. Why is that, Adam? Why do you think that is? Well, I'll say I think there's a, there's a big knowledge gap often between who knows what. Um, you know, a simple thing happened. You know, when they're presenting, like I was talking to my to my wife last night about somebody's coming back to work, and she's mentioning you know changes going on. Oh yeah, did I fail to mention that she just got back from maternity leave a week ago? I said, oh, yeah, you failed to mention that little p- <laughs> a little <laughs> that piece little of information, piece. right? So, <clears throat> you know, it's a, a simple example of you know the, there's so many things going through the owner's mind. That as they're presenting it to you, they, again, they, they, they forget what you don't know. So how they paint the picture and set the set the table properly, it's okay, now, the, now that you're, you're ready, okay, now I can kind of deliver the message. Versus, hey, I just throw it at you because, well, you know this, Jack. You've been around for, for, for years or you, you, know, you were involved. In, well, again, there are other thoughts you might have had or other conversations you might have had that I wasn't involved in. And so you're drawing a conclusion or, or you're giving me some direction that you know, kind of, seems out to left field a little bit. Well, you see it with young people. And, well, you see it with everybody, really, or or most people, at least from my world's experience, that they don't listen well. Young people don't have the experience to listen well. How do you define define young people? What's what's young? Kids in middle age or middle age, middle school and, and, uh, (laughs) you know, even college. (laughs) You know, they haven't been out in the world enough. So 22 on down, right, okay. Yeah. So, and, and people who don't listen. Who don't, who aren't skilled in listening, so they can't be perceptive when talking to somebody about trying to get their point across. They don't calmly assess the situation and say, "Wait, I've I've been through in my life now. I've been through on the other side, where somebody talking to me doesn't have the, you know, the organizational skills mentally and presenting to make the point. It's difficult. So the result is I don't." get what they're trying to say. I know when I talk that many people won't understand what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm so attuned to it. it. Right. Yeah. And if I have to say it, if it's important enough, or I have to say it four or five times, or bring in somebody else to talk about it, respect the fact that most of us, when we're talking and trying to explain something, especially if it had little complexity to it, or like the fact that you're talking about somebody stressed out with maternity leave, you know, and um, you you have to perceive that younger people don't have life's experience enough to know that they're you know I, it's I my my radar is highly tuned to that when I'm talking now I'll look oh. somebody in the face and and I'm watching how they're receiving this if they are because if they're anxious to talk they aren't hearing me the way they should so I know I didn't connect so let them go and come back at it again in a few minutes well so where where did you learn that. Because I, you know, I was going through signing up a couple of courses for Jackson, getting ready for high school now, and I remember seeing a public speaking thing on there as one of the one of the, the, the electives that he gets or one of these he has to do later on. I, me- I don't remember. I, mean, I wasn't conscious thinking about it. But I don't remember seeing anything about a 
a listening course because it, it was there. It's a good, very it good. Jump, it would jump off the page at me because I'm like, what the heck is this, right? So, so where do you, where'd you learn? You learn that in life's life's uh, experiences. You you get promotions at work. All of a sudden, you're you're in charge of ten or twelve people, and you have to give them direction. Well, if you don't give good direction, they're obvious the results, and they're going to reflect on you and the whole team aren't going to be good. So you have to understand if people are hearing you the way you want them to hear you. So your choice of words, your mastery of the language. Uh, if you're good at crossword puzzles, that helps a lot. <laughs> uh, I have that challenge a lot from the standpoint that uh, you know I have to teach four to seven-year-olds once a month. We have a little children's liturgy that we do as part of the Mass where they bring the younger kids out, and I get to talk to them about the you know this week's reading and this week's gospel reading, right? So often I'll have Shannon and the kids in there with me, and they'll kind of help out a little bit. But I'm usually the one kind of leading it. And they, depending on how the week's going, <laughs> they'll be they'll be laughing. And the kids will say certain things. You know, Jackson said, "Yeah, you're talking about water and faith." And then this one kid raises his hand and starts talking about his his sister playing Minecraft on his computer. He goes, "What does that have to do with what you were talking about?" I said. <clears throat> yeah, it's a good question, Jack. I, I say, you know, I, I don't know. He, he was kind of in his own little world, but I try to redirect it. But yeah, and you know, these are very, very young kids. It's going so to take a while. Yeah, yeah. Naturally, they're, they're there trying to think. Of, I try to engage them in ways to get them to, 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 to think about their experience, personalize it, so they're automatically thinking about it. Now, some listen, because one of the things I encouraged them to do was to go look at the baptismal font in the front of the church. It was like, you know, we got a pretty good font. And the, after Mass, I saw the one kid, the little girl, walking out there with her mom. and she goes out there and she, her mom's walking back. So, well, she's kind of curious. And we kind of winked at her. I said, well, we, we know why she's curious because she was sitting in the front row and she was listening, right? So that was one out of 15 kids, right? She's the only one that, that went up there to look at the, the baptismal font. The rest of them were about <laughs> the Minecraft thing. So I got one of them to, to be able to kind of at least <laughs> hear part of the message, right? And that's, you know, but that, yeah, I think your point, we're, we're, we're probably born that way where it's more, again, internal focused oh it's it's what you know you know uh, there's a good progressive insurance company commercial where the 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 box the software the the box representing representing progressive insurance is animated and talking and the box is in front of a looks like maybe a fourth grade class and it, the box is talking about insurance right. and issues on insurance to a fourth-grade class. Right. And so are there any questions? He's talking very distinguished and confidently. And are there any questions? And uh, this little girl raises her hand, and, and she says, where's your belly button? And, <laughs> and things like that, you know. And it's just a very funny, and it makes the point perfectly well. There are three or four questions along those lines that, that – uh, you know the kids didn't hear. They, they, you know, they're, they're, they're insurance. I mean, God, I hate insurance with a passion right now at my age. And and so it's that it's that kind of thing. Getting people to listen and having the skill to listen. Like anything, you got to be aware of it first. And it depends on how important the the topic and the the mission is. You know, if you're a Navy SEALs team and people are going to die within five minutes if you don't know the the program pretty well. Well, you better make sure everyone understands it that's versus right. something else that can wait. Well, that's good, Jack. I think that's a good note to close on here. I think that explains why a lot of uh, owners we talk to talk about running a daycare center, even though they, they don't run daycare centers, right? They're referring to their employees, other folks that, that they have to deal with day to day. So, well, thank you for uh, for joining us in this week's edition of 30 Secrets of Small Business. Uh, tune in every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us in between, you can give us a call at 877-849-0670. 
Okay. At Maximum Value Partners, we build relationships. That's what we thrive on, and we absolutely love to do it. That's all right. Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Monday at noon. Thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.